0: If you've got your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 22, today. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through to 39. And uh, also, if you want to uh, get your finger and bookmark, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10 as well, verses 25 through to 37. I want to uh, bring these portion of Scripture into our minds and into our hearts this morning. That I believe God would want to speak to us. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 22. Verses 34, we're going to read down through to 38. Amen. Here we go. So it says this, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, what, which is the great commandment in the law? Verse 37, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Verse 38 says, this is the first and great commandment. And verse 39 says this, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's pray today. God, I'm asking that you administer your word into our hearts. Change our minds, Lord God, as we begin to look into the scriptures today. God, that our hearts will be reminded, Lord God, to love you and to love our neighbor. And I pray, God, let it be embedded, let it be inscribed onto the tablets of our hearts today. In Jesus' wonderful name and all God's people said, amen and amen. So I want to preach a message, simple message today called Love Your Neighbor. Love Your Neighbor. And I want to zoom in on the second part of the commandment that Jesus gave. Because during this Christmas season, during the time of, uh, you know what, where we can all gather together and we can come as a church. And we're praying, God, we're praying for the lonely people. We're praying for those that don't have family. We're praying, God, you bring them into the church. And you know what, it's so good that we can come together. We can pray for each other. But how many know it's it's more than just that? It goes beyond just praying. It goes into practice. Will you love your neighbor? I mean, you think about that question. Will you love your neighbor? Not just pray, but practice. So many wonderful people that love to pray, but never put legs on their prayers. They never put things into practice and their hearts are filled with emotion, but never moved in motion. I mean, we're so moved. We're like, man, praise the Lord, love your neighbor. Wow, good message, powerful. But when it comes down to it, to love your neighbor, it just stops. But how many know, as believers, come on somebody, as Christians, we ought to be not only just hearers, but doers of the word. Come on, we ought to say, you know what, no, let it not just stop at the pulpit. Let it not just stop in the pews, but let it go out into the streets where we can love our neighbors. That during this Christmas season, that even though people are going here and there, that our minds must be focused. Where is my neighbor? How can I love them? Who are they? And who is my neighbor today? James chapter 1 verse 22. It says in verse 22 through to 25, but be doers of the word not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is the hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was but he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does I mean, here it is. The scripture gives us a good uh, application in our lives. Listen, you want to live the blessed life? You want to live a blessed life? Well, listen, you got to not only just be one who hears the message, but one who does and one who practices. One who not only hears what is preached, but what is practiced, what is preached. That we move from emotion to in motion. That things not only just come into our hearts, and we're moved and say, oh, yes, good message. But it's like, you know what, man, more than that, we are to love our neighbor. So number one, if you're taking note, whom are we to love? Whom are we to love? Jesus says, it's your neighbor. We're to love our neighbor. The word neighbor, comes from two old words. Ne means near and boah means to dwell nearby, neighbor. And so it's telling us, A person that's residing or being near to us or anyone in the world that is near us, he or she is your neighbor. And here in our text we're reading a verse, we're reading some scriptures from Jesus himself and I want you to switch your mind on today. I want you to think about the words of Jesus Christ when he says, love your neighbor. I mean, we live in a world where few people know how to connect with real people. I mean, we, we, we live in a social media day and age. Instagram, Facebook. So easy to send a message. Love you, sis. Hand emojis. I'm praying for you. But I mean, we we never venture out than just the social media part. And what's ended up happening is, you know, we've all just sent a message, emojis, sent it out, and we've forgotten how to connect to real people. We've forgotten how to connect with real life people. Social media has made us socially distant. Come on, let me say that again. Social media has made us socially distant. I mean, when was the last time you put down your mobile phone and decided to go and love someone? When was the last time you decided to put down your mobile phone, stop sharing stories and get out of your house and begin to buy someone a meal? When was the last time when you decided, man, who is my neighbor? How can I love them? When was the last time you decided to look beyond yourself and say, man, what can I do? What can I do? This Christmas, as you look around each other today, we can come to church, we can sing the songs. And you look across the room. Are you going to love your neighbor? Are you going to love the person sitting next to you? Whom are we to love? In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, the story goes deeper into this particular verse. And Jesus says in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, listen to the story. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall we do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And he said to him, Well, what is written in the law? And what is your reading of it? And so he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Listen, Jesus says this You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Verse 29, the guy should have just been quiet and just shut up, but listen to this. But he wanted to justify himself to Jesus. And he says, And who is my neighbor? So Jesus drops the bombshell on him, man. Jesus is like, oh, you want to go there? You want to go there? All right. And this, this, this is the story. This is the story. Verse 30, then Jesus entered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by a chance, a certain priest, number one, this character comes walking across, looking all holy, looking all religious came down that road and when he saw him, what did he do? He passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, character number two, comes walking in, another religious looking person. But he says this, Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and he looked and passed on by the other side. And in verse 33, Jesus drops the bomb. (laughs) But a certain Samaritan, As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, and number one, he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Number two, he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. And verse 36 is what I want you to capture because the essence of who our neighbor is is found in this verse, verse 36. So which of these do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. The story gives us a picture right there. Who is your neighbor? It wasn't the man that was lying on the road, dead and ready to die. His neighbor was the man who helped him, this Samaritan man. I'm reading this. I'm thinking, man, this is a story. This lawyer comes out and he thinks he knows the scriptures. He thinks he knows the Ten Commandments. He thinks he knows it from end, from top to beginning. And Jesus says, oh, wow, you highlighted the scriptures, but the scriptures don't even highlight you. Oh, you got all the right things. You can say all the right things and do all the right things, but you're missing the point here in the story. And Jesus begins to unravel a story that begins to deal with the plain and simple broken heart. He begins to rub salt within the wounds he begins to say a priest came he gets to say "A Levite came he was moved with emotion but not moved in motion he saw but yet he passed by and then he says the Samaritan man came he was moved not only by what he saw but he was moved with compassion and Jesus uses this Samaritan man as the hero of the story and I want you to catch this. Jesus says, love your neighbor. The lawyer asks, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answers the question with a question. <laughs> Which of these do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the lawyer answered rightly and said, the one who showed mercy on him, the neighbor to this lawyer, was this Samaritan. And I want you to understand the point of this story. This is huge because hundreds and hundreds of years, the Jews and the people of Samaria were big time enemies. I mean, they didn't agree on where God's people should worship. The Jews would worship at the temple in Jerusalem. The Samarian people, the Samaritans would make another place of worship in the mountain. And that's why when Jesus was speaking with the woman at the well, they was talking about, oh, should we worship here or should we worship there? And Jesus said, no, you will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so there was this difference. There was a, a uh, an attack within each people, the Samaritans and the Jews. And Jesus is wanting to bring this division to a close. And he says, listen, you got to love your neighbor. Jesus was speaking geographically when he was talking about this particular story. I mean, if you were to open up your Bible to the back, I don't know if some of you have a map on the back of your Bible, but there's a picture that shows the story This tells us Jerusalem to Jericho is at the bottom part of this map. Jerusalem and Jericho. And at the very top, you got Jerusalem, Jericho, and then you've got Samaria right at the top. I mean, these were not even close to each other and Jesus tells a story of Jerusalem and Jericho and then he drops it and says, but there was a Samarian man, a Samaritan man. I mean, this guy shouldn't even be in the picture. He's not even close by, he's up north. He's up in Kabulcha. <laughs> but yet he drops this narrative in there saying, hey, listen, this is your neighbor. And Jesus was saying, listen, there is a distance. He's speaking. There's a distance between the Jews and the Samaritan people. And Jesus is trying to bring it down close and say, listen, you got to love your neighbor. You got to love your enemies. You got to love you. these particular people. And Jesus went down into the story, places the Samaritan man in the mix as the hero. I want to make it plain and simple today. Who is your enemy?" Who is your neighbor? Because Jesus says we are to love our enemies. That is our neighbor, your enemy. If you're a Christian this morning, if you're a believer in God's word, you're to love the Samaritan man. That is speaking about maybe someone in your life that has done you wrong. Someone in your life that has hurt you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43, you've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I mean, Jesus, He comes across this breaking every barrier, every culture that was in the place. And He's saying, you've heard it said, the the old stories of old, you know what, hate your brother. But Jesus says, no, 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 you got to love. You got to love Him. And then the verse continues on, that you may be the sons of your father, for He makes His son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, What reward have you? I mean, think about that. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And Jesus is saying, oh, yes, so you can treat your brother in the church. Yeah, yeah. But listen, everyone can do the same. Everyone can love him. But when it comes to loving your enemies, I mean, your enemy, who is your enemy? And how are we to love our neighbor? I mean, your enemy today might be your dad. Your enemy this morning might be your mom. Your enemy this morning might be your brother or your sister. Your enemy this morning might be from a certain people, a certain culture. Papua New Guineas don't talk to New Zealand. (laughs) These Aussies, mate, yeah, they got no culture. (laughs) And so here it is. We can go on the street, be like, oh, yeah, 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 our culture. And here it is. Love your enemies. I mean, beyond culture, beyond race, Beyond the the fact of how much money you have in your bank account. Love them. Love your enemies. Secondly, how are we to love our neighbor? Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, I read this. I'm like, man, okay. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's like, you know, do you love yourself? It's like, no, no. Jesus was saying, if I can illustrate, you know, it would be a good thing if men would love their neighbors as much as they love their cars. Jesus saying, you know what, it would be nice if you loved your neighbor the same way you put effort in taking care of your hair and your makeup. Jesus is saying, you know what, some of you ladies, you might, you know, can imagine for a second if you loved your enemies the same way you took care of yourself, your hair, your eyebrows, everything is taken care of. But imagine if you loved your enemies just the same way you loved yourself. What is Jesus saying? How are we to love our neighbor? It's the same way we ought to love ourselves. It's the same degree to love them back. And this is what can turn the world upside down. I mean, we live in a world of racism. I don't know if you've seen the news, but black people, black American people, tearing down old statues of old, Black people and white people are now, you know what, in the mix of being in in war with each other. And here in our text, can you imagine if the world would find it for themselves to find truth to say, love your neighbor is to love the black man. To love your neighbor is to love the white man. To love your neighbor is to love the Chinese men and women. Listen, can you imagine what could happen if the world could understand the truth of the message of Jesus Christ? Completely comes against culture. Oh, he's done wrong to you? Man, you got to kill him. Get the gun out, man. Go get him. Jesus says, no, stop. Forgive him, love him. Whoa, what a message. I mean, man, he offended me. She offended me. I don't care what you, uh, Jesus says, love him. I mean, can you imagine the love of God that is able to break down the barriers, begins to melt down the, heart, the hardest of hearts to say, listen, you might have a problem with the boys in the gangs. You might have a problem with the sister that you guys are backbiting each other. Can you hear the words of Jesus? Love your enemies. What a world that can change. When men and women could understand the message of Jesus Christ, that is to love your enemies. Can you imagine the distance between people brought closer together through love? Will you love your enemies? The girl who you still hate, that one. The one who talks trash about your family, that one. The one who decided to abandon you, that one. The one that decided to hit you when you were young, that one. The one that neglected you when you were a little girl, that one. Love your enemies. Jesus is saying, will you love them? The same degree that you love yourself and you love your life. And I believe Jesus placed the Samaritan in the story to teach us a lesson. To break this religious and pharisaical mindset. Break it down plain and simple. The people in the world are that man who's been broken in this story. And the people in the world, the sinner, is like that Samaritan. I mean, they're quick to respond to certain needs. The priest saw and walked by The church people can be like the priest. They can see a broken world. They can see things around them and never be moved. Look around. You turn on the news. Are you moved by what you see? We went out on Thursday night. and We're praying here in the building and just Hemi and I. Went out for outreach. And I'm telling you, we are moved by what we saw in the streets of Bing Lee and in Eagleby. I'm talking, man, these guys were just broken, messed up. But listen, are we just going to come to church, sing some songs? Or are we going to go on the streets? Are we going to move beyond our self-house and say, you know what? I'm going to love some people today. I'm going to tell somebody about the good news. I'm going to move beyond. I'm going to open up my wallet. I'm going to open up my home. I'm going to open up my fridge. Woo, oh, open up your fridge. Do you know how hard I work? Do you know how full on it is to even cook some food? And you want me to go to my enemies and watch them eat my food? (laughs) Every head bowed, every eye closed. (laughs) Everybody come to the altar. Let's get saved. Let's give our hearts to Jesus. I'm telling you, we ought to love our neighbors. To go beyond just our own self and be like, man, who is our neighbor? The people, this Samaritan man was the sinner. The man broken is the lost and dying world in need of hope. So many times a sinner is firstly moved before the Christian. And Jesus says to the church, love the sinner. Love them. Love them love them oh but they they're they're sinners they love them love them third point and I close go and do likewise Jesus says you've rightfully answered to the lawyer and he tells him go and do likewise don't just let it stop at this message don't just let it come to your ears and let it stop let it be moved down into your heart let it move down into your feet from emotion to now in motion we begin to move go and do likewise 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested to us. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through Him. In this love, not that we loved God, But that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. I mean, this should be the capstone of every believer. To love the way God has loved us. Love is self-sacrificing for others. There's a story. And I'm going to read it out of a particular magazine, a Christian leader, Don Ratzlaff. He retells this story from a World War II event. And the story goes, the Scottish soldiers had been forced by the Japanese captors to work endlessly on a jungle railroad. The captors had degenerated to barbarous behavior, treating them badly. But one afternoon, something happened. Listen to the story very carefully. A shovel was missing. The Japanese officer in charge became enraged. He demanded that the missing shovel should be produced or else. And when nobody in the squadron budged, the officer got his gun and threatened to kill them on the spot. It was obvious the officer meant what he had said. Then finally, one man stepped forward. The officer put away his gun picked up a shovel, and beat the man to death. And when it was over, the survivors picked up the dead, blood-covered corpse and carried it with them to the second tool check. This time, no shovel was missing. Indeed, there had been a miscount at the first point. And the word spread like wildfire through the whole camp, and innocent men had been willing to die to save others. The incident had a profound effect. The men, including the captors, began to treat each other like brothers. And then when the victorious allies swept in, the survivors, like human skeletons, lined up in front of their captors. Instead of attacking the captors, they protected them instead. Listen to the words. They said this, no more hatred, no more killing. Now what we need is forgiveness. Forgiveness. The sacrifice of this one man changed the hearts of those around him, even their captors. He knew that he was innocent. He knew he had done no wrong, yet he chose to take the blame. Yet he chose to take it for his brothers and he faced punishment to save others. And God willing, God willing, we'll never be faced with such a situation, such like this one, but we can still impact those around us by our actions self-sacrificing love listen I don't care if the other person who is your enemy is right and you deserve to feel that way listen you ought to say God you love me I'm going to love others the same way you love me I'm going to forgive them the way you forgave me because if you can't be forgiven if you can't forgive them then maybe you haven't even been forgiven yourself if you can't find room in your heart to forgive someone, maybe you need to come to the altar and say, God, forgive me, a sinner, so that you can now be freely able to set others free with the same love that Jesus gave to us. I mean, the church can be an amazing place when it's working as it's supposed to, where brothers and sisters are treating one another with love. Treating one another with sacrificial love when we follow the command that Jesus left love your neighbor love your enemies love your neighbor as yourself amen let's bow our heads with a word of prayer simple message this morning I believe God would want to remind us during this Christmas season to love our enemies it might be a time where you might need to buy a present for your enemy. An act of love, this might be the time. This may be the moment where you might need to call your dad, meet up. You might want to call your mom, Whatever, whoever your enemy is, and begin to love them just as Christ loved. You've got a problem with your brother, sister, in the church, come on. It's time to grow up. It's time to be a Christian and love your enemy church i believe god is speaking to us as his church to never forget the fact to love our neighbor how are we to love him just as christ loved them? how are we to love him love him as you love yourself same degree that you take care of yourself love him i want to turn my attention today i want to give an invitation maybe you're here this morning and your heart's not right with god You know you're away. You know you're living in sin. The Bible tells us it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. Where will you spend eternity today, my brother, my sister, if you were to die? If you were to pass from this life into eternity, Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant, to those who believe. Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. But then he says to another group of people that pretended to be a christian jesus says many will come and say lord lord did we not prophesy did we not cast out demons in your name then he will say depart from me i never knew you what about you my friend you might come to church you might say oh yeah i know jesus but the question is does he know you if you were to die today will you make heaven your home will jesus accept you into his kingdom bible is clear no fornicator no idolater No murderer, no drunkard will inherit the kingdom of God. Maybe you're here today and you're living in sin. Listen, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You must, Jesus said in John 3, 3, you must be born again. You must be born again. You need to confess with your mouth believe in him with your heart and you will be saved if you haven't prayed as soon as prayer this morning today is the day I want you to do one simple thing raise your hand with mine and say yes that's me I'm not saved I'm not right I know I wasn't, wouldn't make heaven my home if that's you you raise your hand with mine and say yes every head bowed every eyes closed if that's you no one's looking around you be honest with God and say yep that's me I'm not saved I'm not right you be honest be honest before the Lord lift up your hand and say yes that's me Maybe you're a backslider. Amen. I see that hand. Thank you, brother. Anyone else want to join us on us heart? Say, yes, that's me. I want to be forgiven. I need salvation. If that's you, raise your hand. Say, that's me. You're like the prodigal son. You've spent all on yourself, living for yourself. You haven't even considered about God. But you want to come back home today. You want to give your life to God. You want to give your life to Jesus. Why don't you lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. But I want to come home today. If that's you, you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. Lift your hand today. And we're kind of the privilege to pray for you this morning. Amen. My brother, why don't you come out of your seat. We'll just pray together. Maybe you didn't lift your hand, but you want to come join us on his heart. Amen. Come out of your seat. Church, these altars are open. God has spoken to you throughout this message. Why don't you come and find a place to pray? Why don't you come and find a place this morning and say, you know what, this is a time where I'm gonna, this Christmas, don't bring your enemies with you in the new year. Do it this year. Come on out of your seat. These altars are open. This altar, when we open the altars for uh, the services for Christians, maybe God's spoken to you about this message and this is a moment where we can respond to the message and come to the altar and begin to re-alter our life again to say okay I've heard the message God help me to live Help me to love help me just to forgive the way you forgave help me to love others even my enemies Lord I pray God today Lord Jesus right now by the power of the Holy Ghost Lord fill my brother with your spirit God, loose your Holy Ghost right now, Lord, from head to toe. God, use him, Lord Jesus. I pray that you'd raise him up as a testimony, Lord Jesus, for those that maybe have heard him in the past. Lord God, even his friends, Lord God, that have come against him, Lord God, in the in the world. I pray, God, that you'd, from this moment on, Lord Jesus, raise him up. Lord God, to be a man after your own heart, Lord Jesus, to love his enemies, to love them, Lord God, I pray. Lord, just the way you loved Oh God, I pray this morning, sister right now in jesus mighty name lord god from head to toe lord god that you loose your spirit jesus right now fill her lord god i pray cause lord god a refreshing god cause lord an awakening lord god indeed cause lord god true lord god repentance lord god indeed to forgive as you have forgiven her God, to love just as the way you love her lord god god minister upon her right now in jesus mighty name lord minister upon her family upon her friends lord god right now Lord God, heal the broken heart. Heal, Lord God, right now the things that have been shattered in the past, Lord God. Minister by the power of your spirit right now in Jesus' mighty name.